0: Ray Brown's Talking Birds.
1: Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod, birdwatchersgeneralstore.com.
2: By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty. Their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com.
1: And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at QuestNatureTours.com
2: And UDO Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. VideoBooks.com.
1: Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to our show, number 946. Well, some would say we don't have all our marbles around here, and while well, that may be true, we do have at least one marble today. More on that in a special Featured Feathered Friend segment just ahead. We also have avian audio postcards, one with some haunting loon sounds from Wisconsin, and starting with one from Rhode Island that's cool to listen to and educational as well. It's from a team consisting of Mark Baker, Kim Wescott, and our friend Chris Powell. Kim narrates. Good morning, Kim.
2: Good morning, Ray. This is Kim Wescott. Chris Powell and Mark Baker from Jamestown, Rhode Island. It's 6.30 in the morning and we're out in the Audubon Society of Rhode Island's Fox Hill Marsh conducting a salt marsh sparrow survey. This species has a very interesting and unique nesting strategy. It begins and completes its entire nesting cycle from nest building to fledging young between the two highest lunar tides of the month. Climate change and sea level rise has seriously impacted their nesting success as many nests are now often flooded. We have already observed many salt marsh sparrows this morning that are nesting in the marsh. You can also hear noisy willets here as they nest in the marsh as well. It is so beautiful to be out here so early with the early morning mist on the marsh, the glittering spider webs, and the sounds of nature all around. Have a great day.
1: Thank you, Kim and Mark and Chris, there in Rhode Island. Now, up to Wisconsin, where Joy Rochester is listening to loons.
2: Common loon, Rice Lake, Wisconsin. This is Joy Rochester. Enjoying two common loons on the lake. July 20.
0: Wow. I've never heard them
2: like this before. Wow.
1: Thank you, Joy. She's mesmerized understandably by those loons there up on Ice Lake, Wisconsin. We're soliciting uh, more audio postcards. Get out and see some birds and uh, do a little narration of what you see. Make a little file from your phone and send it to Ray at talkingbirds.com. That's Ray at com. You can do it anywhere, including your backyard. Ray at talkingbirds.com again, is the address for that. And this is our mystery bird. This is not the actual contest, even though it may sound like it. This is just the preview the contest a little bit later on in the show. Our mystery bird is a large wader with a long, up-curved bill and long legs. Breeding plumage males are brick red on the neck, breast, and belly. Females have a chestnut to cinnamon-plumaged belly. Non-breeding birds, mostly pale brown, Our bird, which is famous for record-breaking migratory flights between places like Alaska and New Zealand and Australia, Forages for marine mollusks and crustaceans and worms, along with, along with insects and spiders and berries. Clues there. and The sound of our mystery bird and beautiful prizes await for the winner. And that includes uh, from Brome Bird Care. A mega 600 feeder with an extra large tube that holds nearly two and a half pounds of seed. Easy to clean and chew proof and includes the Brome Seed Ventilation System. To keep the seed cool and dry, it also comes with the Brome Lifetime Care Warranty. Plus, a 12-ounce bag of our favorite coffee around here, bird-friendly, shade-grown, delicious, birds and beans coffee. The prizes in our mystery bird contest today, and today's winner, again this week, will be eligible for a drawing on September 3rd, For a Vortex HD Viper binocular, 8x42 binocular from Vortex, every mystery bird winner between now and the third becomes automatically eligible for that. A salute here to more talking birds ambassadors, helping us get the word out about birds and conservation. We have a couple of interesting towns here this morning. Thank you to Nick S. from Schnecksville, Pennsylvania. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for the kind words uh, about the show as well. And thank you to Lori M. from Skinny Atlas, New York. She says thanks for your show, and we say thank you, Lori, for listening and becoming a Talking Birds ambassador. We'd like to invite all of our listeners to become ambassadors. Help us get the word out about what we're trying to do, spread the word about the wonder of birds and the importance of Conservation. Joining up is easy and so is being an ambassador. Just go to talkin'birds.com, no G in talking, and click where it says get involved up at the top of the homepage there. Still to come on our show today, we'll talk about owl books with Talkin' Birds resident reviewer and children's book author Susan Edwards Richmond. Also today, Mike O'Connor will join us for a Let's Ask Mike segment almost live from the archive about how you can please some of the people some of the time, but you can't please all of the people all of the time. This is a little different. This is Mike's lament about how offering his birdwatchers general store customers what they want is not always enough. And up next, a special featured feathered friends segment presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Today's Featured Feathered Friends segment also incorporates a bird conservation salute. The salute is to a retired University of British Columbia professor with a very bird-related last name. She's Royanne Petrel. Well, actually, we wanted her name to be pronounced Petrel as in the seabird, but we think it's actually Petrel. Oh, well. Professor Petrell has gone to court as she fights a logging company whose harvesting in old growth forests threatens the nesting grounds of our featured feathered friend, a forest nesting seabird called the marbled merlet. <coughs> Professor Petrell has issued a proposal that the British Columbia provincial government increase wildlife habitat areas because continued logging will mean the bird's eventual disappearance. Petrel's work has since received endorsement from researchers here in the U.S. who are urging British Columbia Premier David Eby to adopt Petrel's proposal. Marbled merlets are plump, 10-inch long birds with a wingspan of about 16 inches, a short bill, a short tail, and narrow wings. Breeding adults are chocolate brown overall, changing to black-and-white plumage in winter. They feed on small fish and zooplankton, capturing prey underwater on short dives, using their wings for propulsion, and the wings and feet to steer. Although the marbled merlet was first discovered in 1789, its nests remained undiscovered until 1974, In the 50s and 60s, loggers found adults, young, and eggs in felled trees in British Columbia, leading scientists to begin looking for nests, and for scientists like Royanne Patrell to fight to save nesting areas. For the marbled merlot, Brachyremphus, marmoratus, today's Talking Birds featured Feathered Friend. By the way, special thanks to our friend and Talking Birds unofficial British Columbia correspondent Trevor Fletcher for telling us about that story that we just used as our featured Feathered Friend segment. Welcome again to our show, number 946. Susan Edwards Richmond is the award-winning author of the Community Science Adventures BioBlitz, Counting Critters, and Bird Count, which is the winner of a Parent's Choice Silver Award and the International Literacy Association's Primary Fiction Award. She's also the author of Science Play, an activity book for preschoolers in Story Publishing's Busy Little Hands series. She's a passionate birder and naturalist and teaches preschool at Mass Audubon's Wildlife Sanctuary here in Massachusetts. And she's our Talking Birds resident reviewer. And one more thing, she's with us right now. Good morning, Susan. <laughs> Good
3: morning, Ray. Hi, everybody.
1: Well, we'll talk about your uh, wonderful new book in a moment, but we're doing our show live here on the 6th of August, and we've uh, just missed by a couple of days International Owl Awareness Day. Owls is our, our topic here, What we missed that by a couple of days there, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, International Owl Awareness Day was August 4th, um, and it's celebrated around the world to bring attention to this fascinating group of birds of prey um, to try to bring awareness to their um some of their declining numbers the american bird conservancy and partners in flight estimates about a third of our native owl species are in decline so Hmm. we want to do everything we can to protect them so you can do that by connecting with a local raptor center or um just helping helping the owls being a friend to owls
1: and there's a festival you you told me about earlier too going on well this is not in in March I guess but having to do with the uh, owls right Yes
3: yeah, so um there was a I learned about this International Owl Center in Houston Minnesota and that was how I first learned about International Owl Awareness Day and they had invited me to come out on August 4th but for family reasons I just couldn't do that but they said well we're having another big festival an International Owl Festival in um in march march the weekend of march first through third so i'll be going out to the international owl center in houston minnesota there and um selling my book doing some readings and hopefully learning a lot more about owls by participating uh joining some of the demonstrations and uh, seeing what they have to offer
1: yeah and i bet you'll meet our friend al bat there he's probably he's from minnesota i bet she's going to be at that uh, oh
0: that i'll have event. to talk to you about that that be he great. will
1: yeah So your book is called Night Owl Night. It's a children's book, and if I have this right, uh, basically for ages four to eight, but you can tell us more about that aspect of it, but give us a little overview about the book.
3: Yeah, that's great. So Night Owl Night is illustrated by the amazing Maribel Lashuga. I'm so thrilled with her illustrations, and it's coming out from Charles Bridge, releasing on August 8th. The story is about a girl named Sova, which actually means okay. owl in some Slavic languages. Mm. And she accompanies her scientist mother on a night of banding the migratory saw owl. So that's the plot. Mm. Um, in addition to that, it does have a message about owl conservation research and about just simply being patient and persevering and following your dreams.
1: Silva, that is so uh, sweet. Now. We mentioned the age group four to eight, but as you had pointed out to me, this is a picture book, so it can be for younger kids, too, because uh, grown-ups will read the book to younger kids. That's right.
3: Yeah, the picture book genre is generally considered a read-aloud. So um, it's four to eight, but I teach preschool. I'm definitely going to be reading this book in my preschool um, where we have many three-year-olds. So a three- to to five-year-old, six-year-old will enjoy hearing the book read, um, as they get a little bit older, they'll be able to connect with some of the higher level concepts and maybe um, be able to read some of it independently. So we, you know, often write a book that might be able to be used in a kindergarten, first grade or even second grade classroom.
1: Mm-hmm. So we'll come back to that. But there are some other owl books that you wanted to mention, too. I think three of them, a couple other um, fiction books and a nonfiction book about owls as well, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. So I was I did a lot of reading of kidlet about owls. And yeah. of course, I have to just quickly mention Owl Moon, Owl Babies, and Hoot, the classics that many have heard of. But in addition to that, there's some recent ones that have come out in the last few years that I was very excited about. Um, one is Who Knew? The Truth About Owls, and that's a nonfiction inquiry about um, owl behavior, mm-hmm. and it's by Annette Whipple that came out in 2020 and it's got some fabulous photographs and just very engagingly written Mm -hmm. uh, about learning more about unusual and some of the some of the lesser known and more known facts about owls Mm -hmm. Um, the second one that really caught my attention was called who coo (laughs) and that's a great horned owl story and it's a it is um like my books it's it's known as sort of informational fiction so it's a story about a particular owl um, but it's not nonfiction. it's it, but it's based on mm-hmm. owl's actual behavior and it's all it's written completely in haiku oh um, and that one is by maria jean ferrari who's written a number of wonderful picture books for children mm. and the beautiful um painterly illustrations are by jonathan voss i love that one mm. um, and finally the most recent one that um i wanted to celebrate is called simply night owl but it's night with a k Uh (laughs) (laughs) and this one is definitely fiction it's by christopher denise and it just came out last year um it's an enchanting picture book about a knight who's great at staying up late and what's really fun about the book (laughs) is that the night owl is actually an owl but he goes to be to try to be a knight with human beings so there are certain things as you imagine he's probably very good at like Mm -hmm. doing the night watch um, and other things like, you know, holding a a shield and riding a horse that he's probably a little more challenged by. But it's just a really sweet, fun story. And it was a Calicut honor book.
1: Mm, That's Uh, Night Owl. That's Night (coughs) night with a K. Well, getting back to your book, Night Owl Night. So you have a launch date coming up just ahead and it's available on pre-order right now, right? Yeah,
3: it's pre-order for a couple more days and then um, August 8th, you'll be able to order it directly. And um, I'm going to be doing a little launch tour starting this weekend um, or a week from today. I'll have my first event at um, Open Door Bookstore on J Street in Schenectady, New York, which is actually I live in Massachusetts now, but that's the area where I grew up. So I consider Mm -hmm. it my sort of original hometown bookstore, great bookstore, and I'll be doing a signing there on Sunday, August 13th from 11 to 1230.
1: All right. Susan Edward, Edwards Richmond with us, the award-winning author of many books, and her newest is Night Owl Night, and you can find out more about her and her books and other stuff at her website, susanedwardsrichmond.com. Susan, thank you so much, and best of luck with the book. Thank you
3: so much, Ray. It's been great talking to you. Bye-bye. See you next time. Great
1: having you on again. Susan Richmond here on Talking Birds. And up next, it's our mystery bird contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather, the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty. An unlimited, lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-Vortex or visit VortexOptics.com. There it is again. It's our mystery bird, and this is the actual contest. We want to urge you to call as soon as you can if you have a guess or a definitive answer as to what our mystery bird is. We have some beautiful prizes. And today's winner will also be eligible for the drawing on September 3rd. And pretty good odds on this drawing, by the way. I think we'll have maybe five folks in the drawing on September 3rd, if I have that number right. And the drawing is for a pair of Vortex HD Viper 8x42 binoculars, or you can say binocular if you prefer it that way, but that's the prize. It's about a $500 retail value. So all of our mystery bird contest winners over the next several shows will be eligible in the drawing for that extra special prize. Our mystery bird today is a large wader with a long, up-curved bill and long legs. Breeding plumage males are brick red on the neck, breast, and belly, Females have a chestnut to cinnamon-plumaged belly. Non-breeding birds are mostly pale brown or gray brown. Our bird, which is famous for record-breaking migratory flights between Alaska and New Zealand and Australia, forages for marine mollusks, crustaceans, and worms, along with insects and spiders and berries. That's our bird, our mystery bird. The number to call is 781-837-4900. 837-4900. And uh, in addition to that chance to win that beautiful binocular, today's prizes from Brome Bird Care: a Mega 600 feeder it has the exclusive seed ventilation system to keep the seed cool and dry, and it also has uh, the uh, what else does it have? It has this button here that I need to push. There it is. That was the wrong button. Uh, well, anyway, we like that sound. It means somebody's calling. <laughs> <laughs> in on our mystery bird contest and coming through here in the studio. Anyway, let's see. Our bird is famous for record migratory flights between Alaska and New Zealand and Australia, but I think we kind of just said that. And those prizes there from Brome Bird Care and Birds and Beans Coffee. That's a 12-ounce bag of bird-friendly, shade-grown, delicious Birds and Beans Coffee. Give us a call as soon as you can at 781-837-4900 our mystery bird contest, 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, Mike O'Connor from the Birdwatcher's General Store on Cape Cod. It's Let's Ask Mike, almost live from the archive in just one minute.
2: Have you ever dreamed of owning a bookstore? beauty of books a fixture in the birding community for over 50 years, is for sale. With our unique blend of high-tech and old-fashioned customer service, beauty books has remained successful and strong. This thriving business offers the largest selection of new, used, and rare bird books in the world and needs only a new owner who's passionate about birds and books. If you or someone you know would like more information, contact us at service at beautybooks.com. Thanks. Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. In 2023, join us in search of colorful bird life and jaguars in Brazil or on our brand new Zambia Safari. See amazing wildlife and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talking Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit QuestNatureTours.com today. Birds and much more. Guaranteed.
1: Mike O'Connor is down there at the famous Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod, here with another tale of a contact with a customer that was a little bit challenging, uh, perhaps. Good morning, Mike. (laughs)
0: Everything's (laughs) challenging these days, right?
1: So you sell things in your store that people like and that you like, and some things maybe you don't like that much. People still like them anyway, so it's your job to make them available, Correct. Apparently,
0: yeah, it yeah. is. And, and some people don't yeah. don't always see it that way. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, usually when people ask me about a product, and I, I try to be as honest as I can because I figure if they're happy with their experience, they'll come back, you know, like a regular greedy merchant that I am. But <laughs> some guy asked me, he goes, what do you think of this? And I said, oh, geez, I don't like that. Don't waste your money on that. And they, instead of saying, you know, thanks for your honesty, the guy kind of bristled me. Well, why would you even sell it? I started yelling at me. You know, why would you even sell it? <laughs> and wow. I said, you think the person who owns Stop and Shop is sitting home eating Spam and cream corn right now? <laughs> right? I mean, to right. really, They have to sell stuff that other people like, even though they might not be fond of it.
1: Yeah, you're not being selfish and just having stuff that you like. It's like a, it's like <laughs> sure. a DJ on the radio. You're not supposed to play the songs you like. You're supposed to play the songs the listeners like.
0: Exactly. Even if you and it, it would be a lot smaller store if it was just the stuff that I like. <laughs> <What> <laughs> so are the, when, and I started thinking of it, you know, and I thought, what else do I sell that I don't necessarily recommend? Yeah. Oh, well. And...
1: What Go are ahead some and ask me
0: what I what those items are, Ray.
1: Okay, what are those items? <laughs>
0: <laughs> One of the most popular things that people like, and, and, and we sell these. So it's a good product. that works as advertised. It's called a water wiggler, hmm. and it's an agitator. You put it in your bird bath. Some are solar powered, so it doesn't even take batteries. Some of them, and they keep the water in motion and birds like they like the active water so the idea is that it attracts birds and you put it right in your bird bath and it works exactly as advertised the trouble is the device takes up most of the bird bath so uh-huh. when the birds land you know they'll they might be able to drink but if they want to bathe they got to get this you know spinning agitator out of the way <laughs> so i've tried them and they work but there's no birds on Birds don't bathe in them.
1: Yeah, the devil's in the details on that.
0: There, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and while we're on bird baths, one of the more popular bird baths, we have a, a glass bird bath. People love these because they're light and they're beautiful. They usually have flowers and other birds on them. And they're glass, so they're easy to clean. They don't get the mold and the algae as the other bird bath. The trouble is, it, they're slippery. And mm-hmm. birds get nervous around water, and certainly when it's slippery. So again, the birds might land on the edge and have a little drink. But they don't go in them. They don't, they don't jump in them and just splash around
1: They should take so, a lesson from you. You know, they're offering the birds something that, that they like, but that the birds don't like. The, and the birds should talk to me first. They should they consult with you. There's no question about it. Mike, thank you uh, so, so much. And uh, good luck if that customer comes back again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wear your mask oh, be back. and your helmet. Talk to you later. All right. Mike O'Connor down there at the famous Birdwatcher's General Store on Cape Cod. For over a quarter century, Birdwatching Magazine has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Regular contributors include Ken Kaufman, David Sibley, Pete Dunn, Laura Erickson, and other birding experts. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com. We're about to wrap up our mystery bird contest, or try. 781-837-4900 is the number. Charlie is in the great state of Pennsylvania. Good morning, Charlie.
0: Hey, Ray, good morning. How are you doing? I'm a bird ambassador. Thank originally you. from Hanover, the Cape Cod of Pennsylvania. How you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you, Charlie.
0: What do you think, Mystery Bird Wise? Uh, I don't want to hear eh, but I'm going to guess. I changed my guess, actually. I <laughs> did some research in my mind. I'm uh-huh. going to say an oyster catcher. An
1: oyster catcher. An oyster catcher. Do you mean uh, a black oyster catcher or uh, what kind of oyster catcher?
0: I'm going to go with the black
1: oyster catcher. <laughs> I'm just uh, giving you trouble here. It's not an oyster catcher at, doing. At, at all there. Sorry about that. But at least we didn't play the ah, so there's that. Thank you, Ray. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. All right, we have Jack right in our hometown of Marshfield, Massachusetts. Good morning, Jack. Hey, Ray. How are you doing? Doing well, Jack. Thanks for calling in. I think, did we just lose you or are we still there? Oh, no. Oh, you're Nothing. still there. Okay. What do you think, all Jack? Right. Yeah. I think it's the red knot. The red knot. We're not going to give you another eh, either, uh, Jack. I know you're going there. That probably threw you off with that brick red description there, right? But, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, but not not a red knot. You're kind of on the right track there, but not uh, not quite. Thank All you. All right. Okay. Th- well, thanks, Craig, Great show. Thank you so much, Jack. Our mystery bird contests still underway? That's two answers that were almost correct. And now let's try Caroline. She's in nearby Hummerock, Massachusetts. Hello, Caroline. Hi, Ray. Hi. What do Here's you think? Here's a wild guess. Yeah? It's
2: the black-bellied whistling duck.
1: The black-bellied whistling duck. That's a pretty cool bird there. But as near as I can tell, that is not our mystery bird here.
3: But it's fun to
1: say. <laughs> well, that counts for something for sure. The black—have you ever seen a black-bellied whistling duck? By the way, I only in my book. In your book, yeah, it's such a wild-looking bird. Uh, the first time I saw one was down in Louisiana. And I just couldn't uh, get over it. And at those time that was a few years ago. And um, at that time, you wouldn't find black-bellied whistling ducks, I think, outside of Louisiana and Texas. But they've kind of expanded their range uh, quite a bit. Not around where we're based so much, but in many, many uh, areas.
3: Well, I'm um, going to keep looking anyway.
1: Okay, keep keep looking. Th- thank you, Caroline. Thanks, Ray. Okay, uh, always found... a
2: pleasure.
1: <laughs> Our pleasure, indeed. We finally figured out how to work the Do Not Disturb button here. Okay, making progress. and We're just about out of time. And uh, Caroline in California? Caroline oh. in California, hi. Hi, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: my guess is bartailed Godwood.
1: Bartail Godwood. Boy, you just came in just in time there. Bartail oh. Godwood is absolutely <laughs> correct. Extra oh. applause there. Our audience sounds kind of quiet there. Yes. Thank, you, Thank you, Caroline. You are right. Stay on the line. Jesse will get your info. Thank you so much. Thank you, Caroline. Bartail Godwood is the bird. We are out of time. See you next week. The Bird Show. I like that. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store. Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com.
2: By Vortex Optics with the VIP warranty. Their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at VortexOptics.com.
1: And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at QuestNatureTours.com.
2: And beauty books an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. beauty